Welcome to Brainwaves, bringing you the best in board game and tabletop gaming news. I'm Jamie Adams. And I'm Ian McAllister, and this week we're actually not bringing you the best in tabletop gaming news. We are instead bringing you a bunch of interviews that we did at Tabletop Scotland 2019. Uh, We hope you enjoy. It is the morning of day two of Tabletop Scotland 2019, and myself and turncoat Jamie Adams are going to be walking the floor and interviewing people all day. How do you feel about betraying me so badly, Jamie? I know the listeners can't see this, but I am wearing my Brainwaves Giant Brain t-shirt, so your comments about my turncoatedness are null and void. Shut your mouth. Anyway. Uh, yeah, so I've been let down badly by Jamie, but, you know, it's par for the course, really, these days. But anyway, he's back in the, in the fold, and we'll be doing a few interviews with uh, some of the sponsors of the show, uh, some of the guests as well, and maybe a few members of the public, and probably Lucky Frog and various others as well. It's the morning of day two of 2019 Tabletop Scotland and I'm here with Daniel Taylor from Daniel Taylor Woodworking. How are you finding the con so far, Daniel? It's great. Um, it's so nice to just look around and see everyone enjoying themselves and just everyone's here for the same reason. It's one of the bad things about being on a stall. You just have to watch everyone else enjoy themselves. That is true. I did not manage to get off the, st- the playtest stall myself yesterday. I actually might try and play some games today. Uh, Daniel makes some rather lovely sort of wooden accessories for tabletop gaming, dice trays and giant Thor-like hammers, very sort of Mjolnir-style hammers uh, and lovely dice trays as well. Is there anything you're sort of working on that we're not seeing here? Um, I'm doing a specially made gaming table for someone. Um, a lot of what I do is kind of commissioned bespoke work, so if someone has something in mind that I don't normally do, I'm open to anything. Fantastic. Will you be putting up pictures of that on any of your social medias or anything like that? Because I'm after a gaming table myself, so be very interested to see. Yeah, definitely. Um, we put a lot of our stuff on Instagram and social media because a lot of what we do is kind of showing our process because everything's kind of handmade and it's just me working on everything. So it's nice to kind of share that with everyone. Cool. Well, thanks very much. Hope you have a good con. Thanks. Uh, we are at the Inspiring Game Stall at Tabletop Scotland here with Kevin. How is it going for you? Good morning, yeah. Today's, today's really good. We were super busy yesterday um, and it was a bit quiet this morning, but I think it's picked up a bit now. Speaking to the, some of the other publishers, it seems to be the same story, yeah. So uh, what have you got for sale at the con? Today we're selling off what's left of the stock, so we've sold uh, 8,000 copies and we've got about seven left. <laughs> so um, yeah, stuff's going fast, which is great, yeah. Fantastic. And can you tell the listeners a little bit about Legends Untold and what it is? Yeah, Legends Untold is uh, basically a five minute setup, one hour role playing game in a box. Um, if you don't have the hassle of nobody wants to DM that week or nobody wants to actually just run an adventure, you can just turn up with a box, play it and have an RPG like experience in about an hour. Uh, what plans have you got for the game going forwards? Yeah, we're, we're going to be launching on Kickstarter in a few months' time, and today we're just trying out a few of the demo products. So we're showing off the, the new gem magic set and also some of the, uh, the stuff that the alchemists can do, and along with a new environment. Fantastic. Well, I uh, hope you have a good rest of the con. Thanks for taking the time. Thank you very much. Cheers. Well, uh, myself and Jamie have been uh, roped into helping out the Unlucky Frog this year, wandering the floor and interviewing them. So, well, well. We'll hear from them. How's it been going, guys? It's been going very well, yeah. It's been very busy. Uh, a lot of seminars, a lot of technical stuff, but it's been great. Yeah, yeah, cool. Uh, how's it been going for yourself? Uh, yeah, I've been having fun. I've skipped a lot yesterday, so yeah. <laughs> Fair enough. And for yourself? Uh, quite tired. Look, a bit of fun, though. Yeah, 
Great. No, I mean, the seminars have been well received, I think. Uh, the, it was the Art of the Boulder uh, the film last night. What was it called? Eye of the Beholder. Eye of the Beholder. Thank you very much, Jamie. Uh, how did that go? I didn't actually get to see that one myself. Uh, we didn't actually see that because <laughs> we had to set up for the pop quiz. All right, yeah, uh, so how did the pop quiz go? It was really good. There was over 100 people, I think. We had 17 teams. Wow. Wow. Very, busy. very warm. That went really well. Went down really well. So, yeah. Fantastic. So what have you got lined up for today? Uh, tabletop with children's seminar, and then Tom is leading a seminar on doing uh, how, how to DM. No, it's uh, how to GM a role-playing game. It's a general overview of, of role-playing games. And then we have got the Altherian Society uh, doing... Oh, I'm so close. We'll fix it in post. <laughs> the Atheian Society. Oh, for fuck's sake. <laughs> and third time lucky. <laughs> what is it? The Alethian Society. There we go. Uh, we got the Alethian Society doing um, a performance as well. They're, they're coming in and doing an hour performance, so that'll be good. Uh, and then the, uh, the Beholder's on again this evening. Excellent. Well, we all shall let you guys go. Thank you very much. Thank you. We're here with Owen Duffy from the Board Game Book. How's the con been going so far for you? Yeah, it's been a lot of fun so far. Um, yeah, we've uh, had people very interested in the book, sold quite a few. We're down to the, the last kind of remnants of our print run, which is really encouraging. Um, at the moment, I am just trying to shift the last 19 books, I think, so that I don't have to carry them on the train back to Glasgow. That seems fair enough. Uh, are you going to be planning another print run after that? Yeah, well, so we've got the Kickstarter coming up for the Board Game Book Volume 2. Uh, so we're going to do that first. That's going to run through September. Um, and we've got some really interesting stuff happening with the, the next book in the series. And then after that's out of the way, we're going to look at doing the, the reprint in time for Christmas. Fantastic. And you've got some new writers on board for the second volume. We have, yeah, some really great ones. We've got uh, Dan Jolin joining us. So he uh, has written for places like Empire, the film magazine, uh, kind of Time Out London, places like that, and Tabletop Gaming Magazine. Um, he is a really enthusiastic gamer. He backs more Kickstarters than anyone I've ever met. I'm not sure where he gets the budget for, but uh, it's, it's impressive. And yeah, he's just a, a fantastic writer as well. And then we've got Anna Blackwell joining us. She is a, a real kind of, she's plays a real variety of games. She's got really widespread taste, uh, everything from kind of like party games to more kind of complex storytelling stuff. So having a bigger team means that we can just play more games, evaluate them, and it basically gives us a wider kind of pool to consider for the stuff that eventually ends up going into the book. Any particular highlights that you're writing about for the board game book, the volume two? I have really loved uh, Treasure Island, which oh, is yeah. from Mark Paquian, who people might know from Yamatai, but it is, uh, it's sort of like a hidden movement game without the movement, because you've got this map, and somewhere one player who's Captain Long John Silver has hidden treasure on it, and they've written down that location on a small copy of the map that only they can see. And then over the course of the game, they give out these kind of cryptic clues saying, okay, well, it's to the west of this landmark, or, you know, um, this person came within five miles of it, but they kept going in the wrong direction. And eventually you get this sort of jigsaw of information to try and narrow down where you think the, the location of the treasure is. Um, that's certainly been one of my favorites that I've played so far this year. Yeah, I've seen that game in a lot of people's sort of favorite games uh, this year. I haven't yet to play it myself, but it sounds very good. Well, uh, thanks very much for taking the time to talk to us, Owen, and all the best luck for the rest of the call. Yeah, thank you very much. Good to speak to you. The start of the next interview didn't come out too well, so I'm just reintroducing it here. It is with Andy from DMB Games. I've just asked him how he's getting on at the con.
Yeah, it's going really well. It's really nice. I mean, we were here last year for the first one, so we had to come back again this year. Um, we're sponsoring, so yeah, we're, we're to help out in any way we can. But yeah, it's going really well for us. So. Can you tell our listeners exactly what you do at DMB? Yeah, we, uh, we make 3D terrain for tabletop games, role-playing games. Um, everything we do is handmade, hand-cast, painted, finished. Uh, we do, yeah, we do it all. So. And we've got uh, everything from dungeon to sci-fi, uh, wilderness tiles, all sorts of stuff. So. Fantastic. Uh, you, you, were, yeah, you were at last year's con. Uh, you're at this year's is this a bigger stall than you had last year? Bigger, bigger? Same size as we had last year, yeah. So uh, you're finding sales pretty good this year, or like? Uh, yeah, it's going very well. Yeah, yeah. yeah cool. uh, what's the game we've got in front of us here? Uh, so the game we've got in front of us is a board game we've learned to go with our terrain. It's called Rosebud Manor, and it's a, a narrative dungeon uh, delving game. So. Is that uh, out for sale at the moment, or is it sort of in development? It's in development. Uh, we're playtesting some new mechanics this weekend, uh, which is why we have it with us. So yeah, and as soon as that's done, we'll we'll look to get some artwork done and then get it out to people. So. Is that something you're going to like, sort of maybe take to Kickstarter? Or are you going to just put it out yourselves, uh, just privately, or? We haven't decided yet. Um, just I mean, that all depends on costs and yeah, yeah all that sort of stuff. I've been writing rules, not looking at costs. So yeah, it's, it's one of those things we've got to look at. But we're hoping it'll be out by uh, this time next year. So hopefully, Tabletop Scotland next year, people will be able to buy it. So great. We'll look forward to giving it a go then. Thanks very much. Cheers. And we're here at the Murphy's Vault store with Connor Murphy from the store. How's it been going for you? It's going great so far. It's actually awesome to see so many people playing games in a very casual environment. And uh, we're having a lot of fun today. Uh, were you through last year at Tabletop Scotland? Uh, we weren't actually, no. We'd uh, had a bit of a quiet year, so we thought we'd take one off on the conventions and things. So, sure. yeah. so uh, As a new sponsor, are you sort of happy with the sort of response you've been getting to the stall and like the, the punters you've been getting past? Yeah, it's been good. We've been seeing people from all over, and actually it's been really nice to see a lot of stores who had heard of us and hadn't actually had a chance to speak to us come along. Uh, uh, where is it you're based? Uh, so we're based in Edinburgh. Um, there with a few other gaming stores, but we've been there for nearly four years now. Um, so, uh, yeah, that's where we're uh, What's the main focus of the store? Do you have anything in particular that you specialize in? Uh, so we started with Magic the Gathering, um, and that was super popular, but then we realized that there were other games in the area that people wanted to play. So now we do a lot of Warhammer, Wargaming. Uh, Dungeons and Dragons is very big in the store, um, but we still do a ton of magic as well. Oh, great, well, I uh, hope you have a good rest of the con. Thanks very much for taking the time. It's the morning of day two of Tabletop Scotland, and I'm here with Kenny from Dicewell Cafe, who's just called me classically ugly. What do you have to say to that, Kenny? No, that, that was technically Lawrence who said that. It was technically Lawrence. What do you have to say to that Lawrence calling me classically ugly? Um, I'd like to say that I fully stand behind uh, the statements that I've made, and in no way do I think they are erroneous. Harsh, very harsh. I mean, I do have a face to the radio, and that is why I run a podcast. But anyway, these two fine chaps have been running the games library for Tabletop Scotland. How's it been going? Kids, we're going slightly insane, but that's uh, because we're having such a good time. I'm going insane with how much fun I'm having. Well, you heard it here first, folks. Come to Tabletop Scotland. It will drive you absolutely mad. What, what sort of like sort of pickup from last year have you had? Um, it's been really good. I feel like the um, number of overall attendance is right now at the start of Sunday. It's definitely more than uh, the combined weekend attendance uh, or lenders, unique lenders last year. So that's a, a really good positive uh, increase. So hopefully we'll hit like a really good number by the end of the day. Um, I wouldn't say anything just now until we get there. That would be good. 
Fair enough, keeping your cars close to your chest. Well, thank you very much, gentlemen. Have a good day. We're here with Johnny from Geek & Son, uh, surrounded by some lovely furniture. Can you just tell us what you're all about, Johnny? Absolutely, yeah. The whole point of Geek & Son furniture is uh, for board gaming. You've got a dropped vault to play the game on uh, and a set of tabletop leaves to go on top. So when you've finished or when you need a break or set up for dinner or whatever it might be, you can pause the board game, put the tabletop leaves on top of the table and you're ready for a dining room table then in essence so uh, if it's meal time and your table is both your dining room table and your game table then you've got the the best of both worlds we're surrounded by quite a few different sort of tables here so what sort of price ranges do, do your tables come in at so we've introduced this year um, a moby geek range so it's moby geek by geekinson and it brings an option of affordable board game tables or affordable game tables. Uh, so they start from free, uh, £350 and go up from there. The Geekinson tables, quite honestly, they, they can be limitless. Because if you're, if you're adding the features that you want, they're all bespoke. So if you tell us you need a 14-foot table with a built-in screen, Bluetooth speakers, lights, all things like that that are available, then you, you could be going up anywhere into sort of the, the £10,000 mark. But it really is up to you. To a degree, you're in charge of what it's going to cost. Cool. So that's like a built-in sort of LCD kind of table uh, screen, as you mentioned there? Absolutely, yeah. Again, something that we launched end of last year. It can either be in a, in a, in a coffee table where the screen would come up yeah. uh, and then you could lay it flat. Or in one of the bigger tables, um, we're, we're fitting screens up to, at the minute, up to 55 inches in there. Wow. And uh, there's also an option then, yes, LCD screen, but if you wish for a touch screen, then again, your options are opened even further. Uh, and it's, it's evolving with the industry, with the board game industry. Yes, you, obviously you've got games where you don't need anything like that. You could play them on top of a hill uh, with no electricity for miles around. But then, of course, there's more games that are coming through where screens are becoming part of the game. So we're evolving with that. Uh, so how's the Calm Beam for you in general? You had a lot of interest? Yeah, we were obviously we were here uh, last year for the first one as well, and it's been really good. Yeah, a lot of people are aware of us, or at least aware of the product, which is quite nice. And it's been a really friendly, uh, relaxed con, and that's what we've really enjoyed. And uh, everybody's been absolutely lovely, and uh, it's been really good fun, really good fun. Great, well, thanks very much for taking the time to talk to us. Bez was just admiring the We're Not Wizards sticker that's on Jamie's t-shirt, but if we look underneath Jamie's Giant Brain t-shirt, he's also wearing an Unlucky Frog t-shirt. He's basically representing all of Scottish board game podcasting right now because he's a traitor to me and just just a terrible person. They are strong words. How have you been finding the con so far anyway, Bez? I've been really enjoying it. It's been really fun. It's always good to go anywhere and just see people engaging with your things and I think that um, this year I mean last year I came along it was the first time that this con had been running this time it's the second time I think there's well over a thousand people at this point yeah something like that number yeah they'll reveal numbers afterwards but yeah they had a big increase in turnstile numbers already and um, I mean from a personal point of view last year I had only the original Wibble Plus Plus this year I have not only that, but I'm allowed to sell Yogi and the deluxe edition of Wibble Plus Plus and Kitty Cataclysm and even a Kitty Cataclysm expansion yep. that I kind of made in the past few months. Yes. And yeah, it's just been fantastic watching people and 
I think that the two games that have been the best for me are Kitty Kazgloom and Categorical, which is a new one for the Wibble Plus Plus deck, which is you've got, you choose a category, for example, food and drink, or you might choose places, or you might choose a meta category, yeah. for example, four letter words, any four letter words, okay. which is actually harder than you think, <laughs> because all your words need to start with one of the letters on the cards, and then it's a tug yeah. of war pushing back and forth, but people are enjoying it, and that's that's why you make games, to kind of watch people enjoy it, do you know what I mean? Yeah, no, absolutely. I mean, I've, I've been watching people all, all, all of yesterday bending themselves into various shapes and shouting and having a good time. Yeah, they seem to be enjoying themselves a lot. And yeah, your, yeah, your output has been impressive over the last year or so. Fantastic. I, I spy an expansion to Yogi here as well. Yes, there's a sequel called Yogi Guru. It's already available in France, I think from about a month ago. And it's all about the lower body and it's got a couple of actions in there. And there's a lot of wild cards, which people who played originally in a bind might be familiar with it from the expansions there. But it's a standalone thing where the purple cards, it says one finger touching and then everyone else has to decide what is. And it's like a little spiral. And so you might say one finger touching nose or ear if you've got no creativity. Or you might say one finger touching that chair or one finger touching the bottom of your shoe right on this little bit that is really inaccessible. Or you might say one finger touching Ian, because why not? Fair enough. Well, thanks very much for taking the time to talk to us, Bez, and hope you enjoy the rest of the show. That's been wonderful. Stay funky. Thank you. I'm taking a moment out of my busy, busy schedule at Tabletop Scotland to speak to Ian from Unpopular Mechanics, who murdered me horribly as a demon last night in Blood on the Clock Tower. How does it feel to have done that, Ian? I'm not sorry. He's not sorry, ladies and gentlemen. So how have you been, how have you been finding the con generally? It's been really chilled out, actually. Um, I really like just the general casual atmosphere that's just lots of space. Quite, yeah, lots of, lots of space, lots of time, lots of lovely people. You've been playing much of interest? I played Rising Sun yesterday, which was excellent. Um, yeah, the aforementioned Blood on the Clock Tower, which I absolutely adored. And we just played Treasure Island, which, uh, yeah, is great. Other than that, I've just spent time drinking coffee and chatting. Fair enough. What you got planned for the rest of the day? Absolutely no idea. <laughs> Fair enough. I'm in the same boat myself. Thanks very much. It's Tabletop Scotland 2019 and just arrived after a morning drinking session at the Lucky Sparrow Gaming Cafe, our executive producers. Uh, how are you doing, folks? Good, slightly buzzed. Good. Excellent, and what you got planned for, what you got planned for the day? Um, more, more shopping. We never, we never did a lot of shopping day one because last year we bought um, dungeon tiles from DMB, um, the first purchase, <laughs> <laughs> and then had to carry it the weekend. So we've left all our shopping until today, so we're going to do a bit of that today. And then play a bit of Rhino, Rhino Hero? Rhino Hero. Yes. Rhino Hero, Sue Battle. I saw masks going around yesterday, which I quite actually fancy getting some of. So yeah, definitely, definitely something to check out. Anything else you're going to be doing? Um, we did the pub quiz last night, which uh, came dead last, and that was that was perfect. Dead um, last, couldn't top it. I mean, you could top it. Literally, all you could do is top it. In fact, <laughs> but um, and I think you'll find winners of the coveted wooden spoon awards. They had names, didn't they, Jamie? I don't think they had names. They had expressions on them, and <laughs> and characteristics were ascribed to the spoons. 
Sadie and I were in the Wibble Triathlon yesterday. Oh, right, yeah, yeah. How'd that go? I came second. Oh, very good. All of the pictures on the Tabletop Scotland <laughs> Facebook thing are us looking at both really, really, really unhappy or really angry. There isn't a single picture where we look nice. We are just livid the whole way through it. I think I took, I took it far too seriously. Just a face of like a, a committed competitor there. Absolutely. I'm, I, everyone, there's one particular one where the winner, who was a really, really, really nice girl, um, she's like cheesered with like two thumbs up and I'm next to her like giving someone a skibble of death. <laughs> awesome folks, well, we'll let you get away and uh, have a good day. And we're here at the Handiwork Game Stall, one of the sponsors of Tabletop Scotland, and we're speaking to John Hodgson. How's it been going, John? It's been going really well, actually. Yeah, we're having a really, really good time on a whole number of fronts, doing some really nice business deals while we're here. Uh, we've demoed hundreds and hundreds of games. We're running the first uh, Bang & Twang International Championship at the show. Uh, in fact, we're all, right now, because it is Sunday, we're running the second International Bang & Twang World Cup. The first one was won, won yesterday by Oscar, who's from the Juniper Green. Yeah, Juniper Green board games. Yeah, I'm a, I'm a member of that group. And yeah, they're, they're really good, good, good family group with lots of board gamers there. Uh, so uh, tell us a little bit about Bang & Twang. That's your most recent board game release? Yep, yep, it is. It is a game where you take the role of folk musicians in the world of the Forest Dragon, which was our previous, our first card game release. Uh, and in Bang & Twang, there's loads. you basically try and keep up with the tune, which is represented by a series of cards that have bang on one side, twang on the other. And on your go, you can turn over one of those cards, move one of those cards, uh, and you're aiming to bank points that match the sequence. Um, and it's a lot of fun. It's really fast to play. The box comes with six different sets of special cards that change the way it plays. So it's really loads of replay value, a lot of fun. Um, it's got enough sort of crazy bonkers stuff that my I, I work on the games with with my two sons and they make up a lot of really mad stuff that only children can really <laughs> invent you know you can you can try and fake it but you'll never do it um, yeah. there's loads of really good stuff in there so it, it appeals to, to young people and it appeals to kind of we have a we have a huge student following post compulsion where it won best new card game so yeah yeah, great, yeah, I mean, I, I backed the Forest Dragon when it was on Kickstarter first time and gifted it to a couple of friends of mine with kids and they absolutely adore it, they really, really love it. What about the, the sort of the dice trays we've got in front of us? There's some beautiful art here and I think uh, Paul Bourne's been involved with some of that stuff as well? Yeah, that, that's right, Paul Bourne is our graphic designer and layout guy. Um, he works for us uh, full-time, actually, and he's made these beautiful designs for our upcoming Beowulf role-playing game um, and we have them as dice trays at the moment. We're also making some campaign coin stuff that's exclusive we've not told anyone that so the the designs you can see here and you can see them at our website handiwork.games um, that some of these will be available in metal and we're making some really beautiful stuff we've got all rolled ups here which we've just taken delivery of from from Phil at all rolled up they're really beautiful featuring the same designs I feel a bit like I'm doing radio ventriloquism here <laughs> so I'm like, um, you, yeah you need to come and see the photos of them absolutely beautiful we've also got dice trays of loads, loads of my artwork and some of my maps from johnhodgesonmaps.com Cool. Yeah, I mean, they're absolutely beautiful stuff here. And yeah, the campaign coins, I've seen some of their other work and that'll be some great stuff. Well, thanks very much for taking the time to talk to us, John, and ha have a good show. Thank you very much. And I'm here with Eric from Juniper Green Board Games, and he's just completed a seminar on gaming with children. How did that go? Well, that was uh, very successful, I feel. Uh, we had lots of uh, praise, lots of involvement from uh, the people attended, attending the, the seminar. Uh, so, yeah, very pleased, very, very happy. Uh, how are you finding the con in general? 
absolutely fantastic. <laughs> I mean, uh, last year I came only for one day because I was dragged here by Jennifer. I was not even going to come, and I think I would have been kicking myself for the rest of my life. And yeah, it's the best convention in Scotland, there's no doubt about it, yeah. uh, by a mile. Uh, it's well organized, there's plenty of place, there's always a table you can join to play a game. Uh, people are friendly, there's just the right balance of exhibitors. Yeah. Uh, no, it's uh, really, really good. Yeah, there seems to be a good provision for kids and families here as well. Is that something you'd want to get maybe involved in in future, Collins, yourself? Uh, yeah, I mean, uh, of course, Abba is uh, the big uh, boss here for the uh, with Claudio, which, who is a friend of ours. Uh, but yeah, if uh, we would love to get involved more and bring, I mean, yesterday was over 20 people from our club on the floor. So maybe next year be a bit more visible with everybody having matching T-shirts and uh, do more things. Maybe some game for the, you know some treasure hunt, something with the kids, or more of a live action like the walk, live action Walk the Plank. That was fantastic. We had a really good laugh. It, there was tons of kids playing it. It was a pleasure to throw them to a Kraken. Cool. Yeah, I missed the live Walk the Plank, but hey, thanks very much for taking the time to talk to us. Uh, I'm here with Tom Lobwell from Red World Games. Uh, how's the con been going for you, Tom? It's been really good. Had lots of people come and uh, play Six Gun Showdown with me and with their friends and family members. Been loving it, especially as they get to shoot each other in a game sense, so really been enjoying it. Can you tell us a little bit about the game? Yeah, it's a fast-playing Wild West shootout game. It takes about five minutes to play. It has strategy elements, it has memory elements, and it has dexterity elements. And they all combine together for a really tense gameplay. Yeah. Uh, we reviewed it on the site recently, really enjoyed it. Uh, when is that coming out? So it's funded on Kickstarter, backers should be getting their copies in October and it'll be in retail from November time. Fantastic, well, what sort of price point is that going to be hitting? It's, um, £18 is the retail price, so it'll be there for Christmas and decent price fits probably into some stocking fillers if need be. Great, uh, what other games has your company put out in the past? The audio to the next segment went a bit skew with and so I'd just like to let you know that the game that Tom is describing is called Vote Me. Our first game, it came out last year in, uh, at UK Games Expo, actually, was when it was launched, and it won a bronze award in the 2018 Imagination Gaming Awards. Yeah, congratulations. So, thank you, yeah. It's got best literacy and cross-curriculum game because it involves a lot of improvisation and talking, so that's the literacy element, but it has a, a mild political theme, so that's how it got cross-curriculum. And people have been enjoying it. They like the free speaking element so it's not just a sentence or two you speak for a minute and it combines the dry dull boring political policies with a bit more interesting elements with the themes you have um, magic you have weather you have aquatic life so if you're talking about a defense policy and aquatic life suddenly you get in sharks with laser beams and other stuff fantastic sounds good fun uh, thanks very much for taking the time thank you kindly in take care have a joyful day well, Jamie and I have just been turned to slugs while playing Arcane Blaster Casters from Battleboard Games. We're here with Mihai and Malcolm from the company. Uh, how's the con been for you so far, guys? Uh, absolutely fantastic. Uh, we've had lots of people come and play the game. Everybody seems to have had a blast. No pun intended. <laughs> um, yeah. So, uh, can you tell us a little bit about, a bit about the game? Uh, yeah, so uh, Arcane Blaster Casters is a arena combat game where each player tries to kill every other player with with ridiculous sounding spells and that's pretty much it in a in a nutshell 
Uh, yeah, it's very good fun. Myself and Jamie have just uh, finished a game off, uh, which ended in a massive draw because Jamie decided to kill us both, didn't you, Jamie? Wasn't my fault. It was absolutely his fault. So, uh, what's your plan for the game for release? Uh, we're hoping to, well, we're planning to get it released on Kickstarter in November, come hell or high water, basically. Great. Uh, so, will there be some of these sort of previews, reviews going out of, of that at some point in the not too distant future, or so people get a sort of look at the game? Yeah, we've got a few review copies printed out. We're just um, arranging to have them sent out to reviewers as we speak. I think that's the plan for getting them out, really, yeah. Great, cool. Well, we'll be keeping an eye out for that one ourselves, and yeah, good luck with the game. Well, so that is all the audio that we recorded at Tabletop Scotland 2019. How did you find the con, Jamie? Well, I've got to say this was my first Tabletop Scotland, and I really enjoyed it. Admittedly, I spent a lot of the time helping out the Unlucky Frog, who are the official media partners, uh, with doing some seminar gubbins, uh, and then spent Sunday with you. But I had a lot of fun. A lot of fun. Yeah, I really, really enjoyed myself, and we actually got to play some games this year, which was nice. I actually really enjoyed only running the playtest zone on the Saturday. It did give me a bit more time to actually see the rest of the con speak to people we haven't seen for a while it was great to meet uh, see ross from more games please uh, meet chris and Lindsay from behind the box have a chat with efka and elaine from no pun included as well it was just like and uh, ian from unpopular mechanics as well who gave uh, me a lift back to glasgow thank you very much ian if you're listening ah yes indeed thank you very much ian he's a good man yeah it was a really good con like really smoothly organized again really well run even for someone like myself who gets a bit of a peek behind the curtain I saw no disasters, so no craziness, no running around like headless chickens, though I'm sure there was a little bit of that. But it just the whole con just seems extremely well organized and really well put together and attracts a really diverse range of people, which I really, really like. I like that about Tabletop Scotland and Games Expo. Yeah, it was fun to seeing, such, as you said, such a wide variety, such a diverse group of people coming from even as far places as Canada and, Austra- and America, mm. um, all the way to Perth for just this wee thing. And Yes, just seeing such a wide group of people both days was was really lovely. Um, and you know, the organisers have have done a sterling job, and you know I can highly commend them for it. If I had one issue with it, it's entirely outside their uh, organisational skills, and that is just the heat of the convention. I mean, I was <laughs> yeah. an, I was an idiot. I mean, I brought from Glasgow. I brought a big black jacket and a hoodie. And I didn't wear either of them for the entire weekend because it was, what, 25 degrees and above in the convention centre? No, you did wear both an Unlucky Frog and a Giant Brain t-shirt. You're never going to let this go, are you? I'm never going to let it go. But yeah, we would just absolutely love to thank the organisers, everyone behind the scenes, all the people who are manning the front desk for their sterling work of the course to con. It was a really good experience again, really enjoyed ourselves, and we will happily be back next year to help in any way we can. Thanks also very much to all the exhibitors and guests who took time to speak with us and record some audio with us over the course of the con. And big thanks to everyone who played some games with us as well. It was really good fun. Really enjoyed ourselves. As we said, not only playing games, but also playing games together. Because obviously Ian lives in Edinburgh and I live in Glasgow. And despite it only being about 45 miles away from each other, we really don't see each other that often in person. I mean, I would say this is probably the third or fourth time this year. 
yeah something like that it really needs to be a little bit more often than that but we'll hopefully try and get that sorted in the not to do distant future uh we'd like to thank everyone for listening uh, as always the best way to help us out is to share the podcast around and drop us a review and rating on itunes and just get in touch through our usual social media channels and through our email address if you'd like to share your thoughts about the con and your experiences there thank you very much for listening